Aloha, kakayaka here, Pastor Kimo, yeah? I've, you got me this week and uh, so delighted to be with you here again. Just love uh, New Hope Community Church and all you folks out there. So if you're watching this, uh, get ready. The Lord put a really um, good message on my heart and I'm gonna share that with you today. You know, um, this is not Father's Day, I know that, but I, the Lord's been putting this, uh, this burden on my heart about the shepherding heart of a father, how important that is in our time. Uh, we live in a very unusual time right now, and I think it's so important that fathers are shepherds. You know, some of you may have heard that according to one expert, children go through four stages of dealing with their fathers. In stage one, they call you dada. In stage two, they grow and they call you daddy. As they mature and reach stage three, they call you dad. Finally, in stage four, they call you collect. You know that one, yeah? <laughs> Some of you have older kids, yeah? You know, I wish I could stand before you today and, and uh, say that I'm an expert father, but I can't do that. There was a time uh, when I was an expert at being a father, but then I had kids, ruined everything. You know, although my kids are grown and doing well, uh, I'm now a grandfather and I'm trying to apply those uh, things that I learned as a father so I don't mess this one up. So important. So like you, I've been watching this world in turmoil. There's so many crazy things going on. Wars, the threat uh, that Russia and China pose, sexual immorality, riots in the streets, and a contentious political process with another potentially violent election coming up. Uh, it's, it's quite frankly scary out there sometimes. And with all of this, I realized how important it is that we raise our children and the next generation well. This caused me to reflect on how I was raised, particularly by my father. Now, although this message will focus on fathers, it also applies to mothers. So I'm hoping that you don't shut this off and say, hey, honey, this is for you. Ladies, this is for you too, if you're a mother, yeah? Or if you're, uh, maybe you're single right now, but uh, one day you may be a father or mother. So. Uh, listen to the message, and I hope you take some things away from it that's valuable. My father passed away quietly in his home in 2016, and uh, his head was cradled in my mother's arms. Uh, when I arrived, I, I literally stood in shock. There lay the man who became my father when he and my mother found me. I was crippled in a hospital six decades earlier. Uh, you know, I was kind of one of the last polio children. I contracted polio at, at birth, and and I was abandoned by my birth mother. And although he was not my biological father, I found that I was beginning to look like him, think like him, even talk like him. He was a really hardworking man. He was a career military officer, first of all. He was well-loved and he was generous beyond imagination. He would constantly do things to help people and refuse any sort of compensation. I know this irritated my mother at times, but he was just that way. He had such a heart of compassion that he spanked me only once growing up, only one time I can remember. But I do remember during that spanking, he cried the entire time while he was striking me on my okole. It really left a, a memory there. But, uh, and a mark as well. But, uh, you know, after that, I really only needed to look into his eyes when I was naughty and I immediately could tell he was saddened. And you know, it saddened me that I hurt him. I knew then what love for the father meant. 
His heart is broken when we stray off the path. My father shepherded me as I grew up. That's all I can say. He shepherded me. You know, Psalm 34:18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. He does that through our parents, our grandparents, our aunties and uncles, and others who are close to us. He operates through those loved ones that we have around us. Now, you know, to be fair, I know not everyone had a great father. Uh, and even for some of you, maybe your father wasn't even around. But you know, God, our Father, He was there for you, even if you were not aware. And He's here for you right now. I remember when I was growing up, I played uh, baseball, Little League Baseball. And uh, right across from the airport, I don't know if you remember those baseball fields used to be out there. But I remember how proud my father was of me. You know, I was never a, a, a good athlete. Um, my polio always kind of showed itself. I mean, I, I limped at times. I didn't have the strong running capability, but I worked really hard. I wanted to make the team and, and I, was, I was successful at making the team. But you know, James 4, 6 says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Now, I don't know if I was particularly humble at that time, but I think I was more just really ashamed of my infirmity. And so I wanted to prove to people that, that I could do the same things that they were doing. Once around the age of 12, um, I went surfing, loved to surf, uh, but I was out for a really long time. And uh, my father, who was not a surfer, paddled out for the very first time on a surfboard, paddled out uh, looking for me. And uh, he was concerned for me. He was chasing after me, just as God chases after each of us. Psalm 139.7 says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. And thank God that is true, yeah? Another thing that we did uh, when I was growing up was building model cars. I love to build model cars and, and I love to compete in these model car contests. Uh, and every now and then I was able to win. Uh, but my dad showed me the way, just as God shows us the way to go. He showed me how to build these cars. And uh, just as the way God shows us in all areas of our life, if we'll follow after him. Psalm 119, 105 says, your, lamp, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I remember this one time I messed up on the painting of one of my model cars. And my dad looked at it and he looked at me and he smiled. He says, you know what, we're gonna call this a goof paint job. We entered it in competition with that on there, goof paint job, as if we were uh, looking, at, looking at it as a very positive thing. And my father taught me to make the best of what you have and to always look on the bright side. Romans 8:28 says, and we know that God causes, uh, causes everything to work together for the, for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes for them. I remember uh, when I joined the Navy, I was saying goodbye to him. And uh, he gave me this little pocket Bible and he encouraged me to be strong. He says, when you go to boot camp, you be strong. You give it your very best effort. Isaiah 41.10 says this, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I remember when he retired from the military, he worked several jobs, including hardware at a hardware store. He painted houses, he worked for the civil service, 
You know, he taught me to work hard and to make good use of my time. Colossians 3.23 says, Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. And he taught me that as well. At his retirement, I remember there were more people uh, in that uh, Colosseum, in that auditorium, than had ever attended a retirement ceremony. And it was because people knew that he loved them. And he taught me to love others as well. John 15, 12 and 13 says, and you know this one, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And that was the way my father was. I remember before he passed, he wanted to have his ashes sprinkled on the ocean where he and my mother had their very first date. But you know what's funny? I said, Dad, where was that? Of course, it was here in Hawaii. And he said, you know, I'm not really sure. I don't remember. Ask your mother. So I asked her. She didn't remember either. So anyway, he finally said, you know what? Just uh, sprinkle my ashes on the Pacific Ocean. He was such a humble man. He never, he never sought the limelight. He was a very humble man. Psalm 50, uh, 25, 9 says, He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. And this is what he taught me as well. My father was a true shepherd. What I do know is that our world, and especially right now, our children need strong role models as fathers. No matter how, what age they are, they need strong role models as fathers. And those who act as fathers with the heart of a shepherd as well. You may not have biological children, but if others look up to you, younger people look up to you, they can see you as a father. Be, have that heart of a, a shepherd. Or if you're a mother, have that heart of a shepherd as well, yeah? Living a great life is more than being a father. It's sharing the heart of a shepherd. James Dobson observed, quote, Most children see God the way they perceive their earthly fathers. And this is a tough one because if you've not had a father and you didn't know the Lord growing up, your idea of what an earthly father was may be a bit skewed. But again, if you're watching this and you know the Lord, your perception and understanding of what a father is, a true father, is as much stronger today than it was back in those days. And if you don't know the Lord and you're watching this video for the very first time, you want to know what a father, a real, a good, godly father is like, seek God himself and he will show you as you live your life for him. But today I want to look at three guiding principles of the shepherding heart of a father. Jesus reveals these three principles in how he deals with people and how he challenges us to follow him in sharing the love of God that transforms the love of others. The first guiding principle, show unconditional love that forms the heart of a shepherd into the heart of a child. Show unconditional love that forms the heart of a shepherd into the heart of a child. Jesus modeled before us what he asked us to do in showing such unconditional love. We are told in Matthew 9:35, Jesus went to every town and village. He taught in their meeting places. He preached the good news about God's kingdom. And Jesus also healed every kind of disease and sickness. You see, the disciples watched what Jesus did. They saw him teach, and he, they saw him touch others. They heard what he said and made the connection between what he said and what he did. And as fathers quickly learn, 
Children will not always do what we say, but often will do what we do. There's a story of a woman lie, uh, who lay dying of AIDS. A visiting priest came and attempted to comfort her to no avail. I am lost, she said. I ruined my life and every life around me. Now I go painfully to hell. There is no hope for me. The priest saw a framed picture of a pretty girl on the dresser and he says, he asked, who is this, he asked. The woman brightened. She is my daughter, the one beautiful thing in my life. And the priest said, and would you help her if she was in trouble or made a mistake? Would you forgive her? Would you still love her? Of course I would, cried the woman. I would do anything for her. Why do you ask me such a question? Because I want you to know, said the priest, that God has a picture of you on his dresser. And let me just say that God has a picture of you on his dresser as well. You know, David put it this way in Psalm 103, verses 13 and 14. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. When we love our children unconditionally, we teach them that they are valuable and that God has created them to live in a relationship of dependence on him. Guiding principle number two. Invest time to demonstrate God's compassion in action. Invest time to demonstrate God's compassion in action. You know, a child often spells love, T-I-M-E. You know, such a spelling of love as time would fail the spelling bee, but often accurately defines a child, how a child experiences love with the father. Such time together is invested to demonstrate God's compassion in action. Look at the love Jesus expresses in Matthew 9:36. When he looked out over the crowds, his heart broke. So confused and aimless they were, like sheep with no shepherd. You know, Jesus had compassion for the crowds because they were harassed and they were helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. They frantically, they were frantically striving after values that would only prove to be a waste. You know, God throughout history invited parents to pass on to their children. Moses, in his farewell address to the people of Israel, challenged them in Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 and 7. Take to heart these words that I give you today. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home or away, when you lie down or get up. Guiding principle number three and the final guiding principle I'm going to share with you today. Pray for their life to be filled with Christ and to touch others for him. Pray for their life to be filled with Christ and to touch others for him. God wants everyone to know of his love. Jesus calls us to, to prayer in Matthew 9, verses 37 and 38. And he says, the harvest is so great, but the workers are so few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send out more workers for his fields. You know, there's so many examples in Scripture of fathers praying on behalf of their children. There's a story of Jairus who came to Jesus asking him to heal his daughter in Mark 5. The story of the man whose son had an evil spirit came to Jesus asking him to deliver his son in Mark 9. Both of these individuals experienced the power of God in their life because their fathers loved them enough to intercede for them. Toward the end of David's life, 
King David's life, as he was preparing to pass the mantle of leadership uh, to his son Solomon, he prayed a special prayer for his son that's recorded uh, for us in 1 Chronicles 29, verses 18 and 19. He said, Lord God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, always watch over your people's deepest thoughts. Keep their hearts directed toward you. Make my son Solomon completely committed to you so that he will obey your commands, requests, and laws and do everything to build the palace I have planned. Great prayer, great prayer. So what should we pray for our children? What is it that we should pray? Let me just give you a few, uh, few things that you can pray. First of all, uh, saving faith, saving faith. Pray that they will receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. And if they are already believers, pray thanksgiving for, to God for leading them into the kingdom, for bringing them into his palace. Yeah? Another thing, a growing faith. Pray a growing faith. Lord, help them to grow in their faith. Help them to prevail against the enemy. Another thing, an independent faith as they grow up so that their faith is not tied to your faith that they develop their own love and appreciation for God themselves. Another one is be strong and healthy in mind, body, and spirit. Pray, Lord, help my children to be strong. Help their minds to be strong against the enemy. Help their bodies to be strong and healthy. Help their spirit to be strong, Lord. Pray for them a sense of mission and purpose with an awareness of God's hand at work in their life so that they see when God is working on their behalf. Pray that your children live a life of integrity, that they're honest and that trustworthy, that their word can be trusted by others. Pray excellence in all they do and say. Help them to be excellent, Lord, in all that they say and do, in their work, in their relationships, in their playtime. Help them to be excellent, to give it their very best effort. Another thing, to understand the ministry God has for them. You know, so many people, don't quite understand what it is God's called them to do to serve. But he gives us so many opportunities around us. So help your children to understand what it is that God has for them in terms of their ministry. Also pray for them to acquire and apply wisdom, to grow in the knowledge of their faith, to grow in the principles of God, and help them to grow in wisdom. Pray protection from addictions and activities that would pull them away from God because they are everywhere. They're everywhere surrounding them, trying to pull them away from a deep relationship with God. So pray protection from these things. Pray the mate God has for them and that and that individual's growth and development. Lord, pray right, I pray right now that that man or that woman of my, uh, that my child will marry one day, will be grow, uh, growing up in a godly home, in a Christ uh, Christian home and that you would be developing, growing that person so that there is a perfect union at the right time as they grow into adults. And then finally, pray future children and generations to follow, to walk in the Lord. Lord, I pray that my generations going forward, children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren would walk after you, Lord, would follow you with their whole hearts. You know, in conclusion, uh, Norman Cates tells the story of a Christian uh, who prayed this prayer every morning. Lord, if you want me to witness to someone today, please give me a sign to show me who it is. You know, one day he found himself on a nearly empty bus when a big burly man sat next to him. 
The timid believer anxiously waited for his stop so he could exit the bus. But before he could get off, the big burly guy next to him burst into tears and began to weep. This big but contrite man then cried loudly, I am a lost sinner and I need the Lord. Won't somebody tell me how to be saved? He turned to this Christian gentleman and pleaded, Can you show me how to find the Lord? The believer immediately bowed his head and prayed, Lord, is this a sign? <laughs> so here's the sign, folks. The people God, God brings you in contact with and you come across each day, they are the ones God wants you to touch with the heart of a shepherd. If you are a father or mother, your child, no matter their age or where they are with the Lord, this is your sign to reach out and touch them. Show unconditional love. Invest time. Invest time to demonstrate compassion in action. You know, time is one of those things that we cannot get back. One day you're going to be gone or you're going to be sitting ready to cross over to the Lord and you're going to be wishing, oh Lord, I wish I had spent more time with my children. I wish I had invested more time in them. So invest time to demonstrate the compassion of God in action. And pray for your child's life to be filled with Christ. All this flows out of the love our Heavenly Father has expressed through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus on our behalf. It is faith in that same Jesus that leads to the heart of a shepherd. Let me pray, yeah? Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so grateful this day that you have brought us into the kingdom, that you, had showed, you have shown us a way, that you have shown us compassion and love, and you have showed us how to be a shepherd to our children and to those around us. Lord, those here that don't know you today, Lord, I pray you would touch their hearts, that you would minister to them as they're watching this video, and Lord, that you would help them to receive you into their hearts, and that you would welcome them into your kingdom as they walk this out, as they desire to know you. So if you're one of these people, pray, these, uh, pray this after me. Lord, in the name of Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Help me to be that man or woman of God that you've called me to be. Help me to walk in your ways. Give me that life of life, abundant life that you have promised us. Help me to, to show that love and compassion to others and to fulfill your plans and purposes for my life. We just thank you for this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And again, aloha. Thank you for having me again. I so love to, uh, to be here with you, minister to you. I know your pastors are coming back soon, um, but every opportunity I have to, to share with you, I cherish so much. So anyway, just thank you so much. Uh, aloha. Aloha.